Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. I'm Kyle, joined by my brother, Keenan. Keenan, what's good? How you doing? The eve has finally arrived. I am, I've been so excited to get some of these basketball stuff off, so I'm great. I'm great. NBA, NBA tip-off eve. I Listen, I can't believe it's here. Uh, it almost felt more realistic last week that it was, you know, that we were a week away. Yeah. Um, I found myself thinking yesterday while I was watching the games. So I'm like, holy shit, the NBA is going to be on in two days. Like, I'm not ready for it. I thought I was ready for it, but I don't know if I am. I know I can't wait to watch, but I don't know. I'm I don't not, know if I'm like, I ready I am for ready, it, but I'm not ready for it. But it's here. It's here. and uh, It's alive and well. There's going to be so much drama. There's going to be so much parody by the looks. Uh, and then you've got the Wembyana sweepstakes, as we've talked about it, hanging in the background. So it's yeah. really hard to gauge how the season's going to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what's your immediate feelings on the eve before the season? Um, that I've got my like finals champion and everything, and... I'm not fully confident in it. I there's I feel like there's gonna be some player movement in the um at the All Star break or before the All Star break that's actually gonna be semi big. Because normally I know I say normally there's some player movement, but there's not usually like like Melo got moved that one time. But there's not like many like big big time like names moved. I feel like there could be a name or two that's actually like relevant that moves. So I'm excited for the movement. Specifically at the deadline? Um, I'm thinking at the deadline just because teams will have know more of who they are. Um, just obviously you'll have those fringe teams that possibly need that extra piece that uh, players could move. But obviously if something happens, it could happen prior. Def- there's definitely some players who could ha- that can move before. I'm real interested to see how... When Bayana fit affects the season, I really am yes. because even though there's bad teams or lesser talented teams, I don't think there's any or many I should say I don't think there's many garbage teams as we've seen in the past. Like the Spurs, they don't have hardly any talent. They might have the worst starting five in the NBA, well, but they might. Be, teams, but I mean, the last time they were the worst team in the NBA, they got Tim Duncan the next year. So correct. But, I mean, even then, like, I think they had... Well, I mean, they had David Robinson, but he got injured. But I'm saying, like, the last right. time they were, like, but the I'm worst s- team in the league. Yeah, I'm saying, though, they even had players that contributed to their playoff team on their squad. Whereas this Spurs team has not a lot of talent. Whereas you look as at a team like the Magic or a team like the Thunder, even, the Pistons, who might be towards the bottom, even the Pacers... They still got a lot of players on their team who can contribute to winning, you know, like in the Pacers case, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, who are constantly in trade talks. But, you know, if they're not traded this summer, I don't I don't think they're going to be traded tomorrow sort of thing. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. the Pacers, you know, unless they get rid of them soon, they're going to win more games than they want to probably. It's hard to tank with players like Miles Turner on your team you know what i mean because those are quality nba starters you know kind of yeah, thing so people like miles turner can go help a championship caliber team or like a team that needs a piece so he's he's someone obviously that's been in trade talks every year but like he's someone obviously who is maybe could move for a team that does need a big 
Like he's an interesting piece who can move. I agree. I agree. But uh, you know, talking about the Magic, you look at a team like them. They have a ton of young talent. Like yeah. I almost think it's underrated how much young talent they have. Like they have a ton of lottery talent on their team. Yeah. I mean, like, they've been in the lottery for the last few years, and they've actually picked some pretty solid players. They got Franz Wagner. Wagner. They obviously got Ponchero. They have Jalen Suggs. They've got Cole Anthony. Like they've got pieces on that team who they could either move in the future to get like a bigger star or people who they could develop around waiting for maybe if they are a lottery team and they do get win by Ahmed, that's a that you have pieces around him that can grow that are young. But aside from that, like they got Fultz, Markel Fultz, they got Wendell Car- Carter, excuse me. And uh, I believe Bull Bull as well was a lottery pick. Yeah, he was. So that's that's three acquisitions from other teams where where you got top end talent, top end draft talent at least. Uh, we like we know Fultz has it. Uh, Wendell Carter's blossomed since he's been in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, and then Bull Bull, uh, who knows how much time he will get? But I hope he does. He's got fan. He's got more run in preseason. Let me tell you this. Russ is playing well right now. Sorry, we've got the game on, but Russell Wilson looks a lot better than he has in all the other games this season. But we'll we'll talk NFL later. Oh, in the week. wow. But, uh, he threw a touchdown. Oh, man. He did, but he, he looked good on that drive. No, he did look great on that drive. We'll be talking, talking this week. Side note, very big side note. I did terrible with picks this week, but we can go on. I was atrocious. Did you? Oh, yeah. No, you were, you're at worst going to be 500 if you don't get this game right. I'm four in. I've got four wins as of right now. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm, I'm four and eleven as of right now. No, I uh, atrocious this week. Damn. Shit, where was I? So bull, bull. I cannot believe. Like I'd seen him, obviously in the bubble. He played and he played crunch time. Or not crunch time. Garbage time minutes last year. Yep. And you could see the potential. You could see the talent. Uh, I cannot believe how beautifully he moves with the ball like he looks he's been someone i don't understand hasn't gotten minutes for i understand he's a defensive liability because he's so skinny but i just well, i think i mostly health too with him i i don't i just feel like there are times where i see a player and i just don't understand why they don't get more minutes like i've always felt that boban should get more minutes because he's seven seven i understand that he can't slide at all so when you can take him away from the basket but i i don't know he just hasn't. He actually has a legitimate, like, little bit of an offensive game. I've just never understood why someone like Boban doesn't get like fifteen minutes a game. He does for stints, puts up great points. Like his per is always great, and then he just doesn't play. Yeah, I would find a way to play the tallest player on the floor more often. Yeah, but, I, uh, I just, I just don't like. I feel there are certain circumstances where I understand you can't. He's not. You're not going to play him forty minutes a game. But there also, I just feel like there is a role for him in a good manner, especially because he can shoot a little bit. Obviously, he can get offensive rebounds around the basket. I, I don't know. I don't know. But in the case of Bull Bull, he just moves so well. I think he's going to get more minutes than usual. I hope he does anyway. They're giving him extended run in the preseason. But he just he moves so well with the ball. Like, even smoother than Kevin Durant, honestly. Like, I cannot believe, like, obviously Durant's got more handle, but 
Bull Bull handles the ball comfortably. He looks na- it looks like see- natural to him. Yeah, he just looks even more comfortable than like the last two years. And I'm like, there's a Wembayana in there somewhere. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what I thought he was gonna be. I thought I was watching him at Baylor, and he's out there. He's shooting threes. He's got a handle. He can get to the basket. I was like, this guy's going to be a freak. And then he got injured, and then he went later in the lottery, and then just seems like he hasn't panned out. And I'm, I've been confused about it the entire time. But I did not think we we're going to spend this much time on Bull Bull. But I love it. I'm a fan. I've been a fan for a while. Yeah. Enough about lottery teams. <laughs> Teams that are going to be in the win by honest sweepstakes, most likely. Yeah. Uh, a little background on the NBA preview show, if we want to call it that. Previews and predictions, right? Yeah. So, Keenan and I, we basically were podcasting before we started this podcast. So, I would say, I could be wrong, but I would say about eight years ago, we started doing predictions for NFL and the NBA. I've been doing, I've been doing this since 2011. So eleven I've, years. I've been doing. We had we hadn't done it together, but I have been doing this since 2011. Because I remember it was like my second or third year. It was 2012, 2013. I remember predicting Melo to be the MVP of the league, and he became in second that year to LeBron. But um, I that I believe it was like the 2010, 2011 season. I did that because I used to also rank the best players in the league. Because I remember you, I ranked Wade over LeBron after the 2011 finals. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I've been doing this for a while. I just love making these lists and predicting and trying to figure it out. But go on with what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Basically, that we've been doing this, as you just said, for you, eleven years. So we probably <laughs> been doing this about eight or nine. Yeah, definitely. Day, uh, with NFL and NBA, uh, and we usually we just go through the division. We've read out the whole records. We're not going to bore you with every team's record. So. Keen, we're going to just cut to the chase here, get right to the meat of the league the here. Potatoes. How about we do this, all right? All we're right. going to kind of unveil our playoff teams Okay. unranked. We're just going to give the 10, including the playoff, play-in teams. Yep. Uh, so, Keenan, give me your two play-in teams in the Eastern Conference right now. Two that make it or all four? The two play, like the 10 and the 9 and 10 teams. Oh, sorry, right sorry. Now. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if you meant like the whole play-in segment. Uh, the New York Knicks. No, you're good. The New York Knicks and the Chicago Bulls. I have the Washington Wizards and the Atlanta Hawks. Mm, I thought the Wizards were interesting for me. They were, and Wizards were interesting for me. Yeah, I kind of like their roster. I I actually uh, I, I actually do too. I think they're definitely in the conversation for that plan for sure. They were they were I, one. It was between them and the Knicks for me from that play-in spot. You know, if Beal can stay healthy, and of course Przingis, if he can stay healthy, most importantly, because he's injury riddled damn near every year. You know, Brad Beal, his season got cut short last year, but normally he's a decently healthy player. Mm-hmm. So if you can get Beal and Porzingis, along with the decent rotation that they have Kuzma, around them. Daniel Gafford, Will Barton, Roy Hachimara, like they I like them a little better than the Knicks. The Knicks I don't even have in my playoff picture. I kind of thought they would. They seem ripe for the play in. Like if I were to have them in, it would be in that 
nine or ten. Yeah. Still on the outside looking in, but in the oh, plane. But see, I like just, I like them. I mean, I like the Brun. I I do like Brunson. I don't think obviously that's gonna put him over the top or anything, but I like Brunson. I think they just re up. No, Daniel Hunter or not Daniel Hunter. It was uh, DeAndre Hunter. Um, that got, I thought it was Cam Reddish for a second. I got a deal today, but no, I like Derrick Rose, R.J. Barrett, Randall, Mitchell Robinson. Like they have a, they have enough talent to where they definitely will be competing for that for sure. Yeah, I think they're very guard heavy. They are, but I mean, we're in a guard heavy NBA, so it doesn't fully hurt. But at the same time, you do need some defenders too, and they don't have the greatest wing defenders. Absolutely, absolutely. But. Now, so you want to keep it Eastern Conference? Yeah, let's just go through the whole East and then go through the West. All right, well, for keeping it Eastern Conference, give me your top seed in the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee. I have Philly. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you're, I was going to say you're big on James Harden. I knew that. But, okay. okay I'm, I, big on I, their whole, I'm big on their whole roster this year. I think they have an incredibly – Deep roster, as you just mentioned, Harden. I think uh, Tyrese Maxey. I like how I like him for this year too. Going on, yeah, I think Maxey has a great year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Harden has a bounce back year, and Beats obviously going to be in the MVP conversation so long as he stays healthy. This is a Doc Rivers kind of team. It's more of a veteran team. They got PJ Tucker uh, to go with Thibault. When you got PJ Tucker and Thibault coming off the bench for defensive purposes. On yeah. top of the good mix of offense, they got they got DeAndre Mellon coming off the bench. They got Trez coming off the bench. They just got a lot of hard hustle. Everything that they needed last year, really. Yeah, their season. Uh, Go ahead. I'm about to say their season. Not that it's fully uh, contingent on this, but if they get a locked in, at very productive Tobias Harris, they're going to be very tough to beat. No, Absolutely. I'll just say not that he's the only the make or break, but he's a guy who gets paid as if he gets paid a lot. He's supposed to be that third scorer. It really might, now might be Maxi just because of how it is. But if Tobias Harris can give you a uh, efficient eighteen to twenty a night, kind of like how the Warriors had last year, they had Steph, they had Clay when he came back, they had um, Jordan Poole. But then when Wiggins was giving you what he gave, it kind of put him over the top offensively. If he can kind of get into that 18 to 20 a night efficiently, I think that could really make them tough to beat. Yeah, I think, you know, I kind of wonder if he's a trade candidate. He he is someone that definitely could be moved just because. Uh, you you, you made a good point, though, talking about Maxi becoming the third guy, which is probably better for Harris. Maybe Tobias Harris becomes more of a spot-up shooter this year. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, they got DeAnthony Mellon as well. They still got Cork Mons, Shake Milton. So they still have shooting. They got Daniel House Jr. as well. Um, they just, they have no holes to me as a team, really. So, you know, their postseason success depends on James Harden. Harden. You know, is he, is he going to, you know, not have four points in the third quarter of a playoff game, of a must-win playoff game? Uh, or he, forget the points. Is he going to have more than eight shot attempts? Because you know James Harden's known for that. That's the kind of stuff that really matters. Because this this is a a great regular season team. Yeah, I don't have their total wins in front of me from last year, but I mean, I figure you got to add at least six to that. I have fifty eight wins for them. I don't have a single sixty win team in the NBA this year. 
I don't uh, either. Um, I had I actually have them around fifty three to fifty four, and that's just because I am not as high on Harden as you. But I mean, if they got to fifty eight, it wouldn't shock. It's not like it's a shocking thing. I just don't have them that high. If Harden's ninety five percent of what he once was, and he says he's healthy, and he's playing more of that point guard role for them, if he hitting open threes, the initial Brooklyn Harden before the hamstring if they get that Harden, that's the perfect Harden. that was the 24 6 and 10 Harden picked his spots but really was just orchestrating an offense that would that would be the perfect Harden for this team i'll say this if they get that Harden, then they have a shot for sure at 60 wins yeah uh, this, this team's absolutely loaded and you have the milwaukee bucks who i have I don't want to ruin anything here, but the Bucks, since we're talking about them, they would be my three seed. Actually, I have, um, I have the opposite. I have uh, Philly as my three and Milwaukee as my one. So. so that means we both have Boston as our two, I'm assuming? Yes. All right. And I wasn't sure. I really wasn't. I, I was pretty worried about my Celtics when we talked about them a couple weeks ago. I believe it was about two weeks ago, maybe last week. I don't know. I'm not but, all that worried, to be honest with you. I saw them play defense in preseason. I'm I'm eventually worried because the coaching change is going to have an effect at some point. It's whether it's early on or whether it's in the postseason, all that. So I do still have my questions. As I said, uh, we saw them have a we saw them struggle before Christmas last year or for the new year last year. Obviously, with a new coach last year, and then we saw them turn it on. So I think with this team being more experienced. They have, they're coming off of a finals loss. They do have something to play for. It's not like the NBA. I mean, not like the NFL where that Super Bowl hangover can be real. I mean, we saw, see it a little bit with the, even the Rams who won it, but the Bengals seem to be a little up and down. Typically, the teams that lose will come back the next year and be a right there. Like we've seen it with obviously the Cavs. We've seen it with the Warriors. We saw it with that Spurs team in 2013. We saw it with the Heat in 2011. We've seen it with a lot of teams. They'll kind of come back around. It would have been the Celtics, but um, KG got injured in 09, and then they came back in 10 and got there with a Kendrick Perkins injury. Probably would have derailed them from winning that their second. But a lot of teams can come back and really almost it almost fuels them rather than sometimes hinders the team. Yeah, and I agree. I think we'll see some of that, but I really do. You can't have your coach suspended abruptly a month before the season and not have some sort of effect on your squad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that makes all, sense. It's all going to come down to what type of respect they have for this new coach. Um, I mean, obviously they had a season with him. He was not the lead assistant last year, but he was still on the staff. Yeah. Uh, so again, I mean, the infrastructure is still there and the defense is, you know, what made them successful last year. Rob, uh, Williams. Rob Williams will be out till probably January at least. They said eight to twelve weeks on like October, so that that would probably it'll probably lean more towards the twelve weeks. I could see. That's so, before yeah. he can resume basketball activities, though. I, I thought I thought I was reading something like the other day that because I was fantasy wise, but I could be wrong by that. Yeah, January. I mean, regardless, eight to twelve weeks would put you about January, anyways. Yeah, I would guess. Yeah, because. Yeah, 12 weeks would. 12 weeks would be about yeah. January. But I would guess we don't see him till mid-January and really in his rhythm until February. Yeah, but and, around uh, the All-Star break. He's oft injured, 
And if he's not in the lineup for them, they're a completely different team. Like the perimeter defense will still be there, but the effect he has overall on the defense is defensive player of the year type stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I guess the more I'm talking about it, the more worry I do have. But this team's still deep. They obviously acquired Brogdon. They just acquired Blake Griffin, which I don't really understand. Unfortunately, but. Gallinari got injured because that was also going to be another good pickup. For sure. And uh, supposedly Sam Hauser is going to step into that role. I guess they're really prepping him to be that spot-up shooter for this year anyway. Mm-hmm. So maybe Gallinari was more of a luxury. Uh, I re- like Gallo would have been perfect on this team. Yeah. Definitely, uh, he would have fit. He would have fit wonderfully. But I don't know. We'll see. And the Bucks, I don't really know. The only reason I really have them at fifty three instead of they were originally my one seed. They really were. But I do think the Celtics do have a ton of talent, mm-hmm. uh, and I do think their defense is still going to be somewhat right there. At least you know what I mean. At least on. There's going to be teams, like when they play these younger teams, like the Magic or the Hornets, Wizards, Bull. you know what I mean? The yeah. lower tier these teams that they're still going to be able to lock up even without Rob Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when they play against Philly, Brooklyn, the Bucks. That's when it's going to be, all right, we need Rob Williams. We need a paint presence that they clearly don't have, you know? Blake Griffin and Grant Williams and all them guys, they ain't really going to do much, you know? Yeah. So... For sure, um, so, so that's got, our top three. Um, who do you have at four? Who do you have at four, and who do you have at five? We'll combine those two. Let me see exactly because I got these listed in divisional order and not really slotted. Mm-hmm. So the Nets would be next for me, mm-hmm. and then the Heat and Raptors have the same record, mm-hmm. so you can put either one of them there. So that would be four, five, and six. Me. So I have okay. You'll go four, five, six. I have the Heat at four. I have Brooklyn at five. I have Cleveland at six. Mm. Actually, sorry, Keenan. I have Cleveland ahead of both Miami and the Raptors. So you have Cleveland. So you have Brooklyn at four, Cleveland at five, Miami at six, and the Raptors at seven or whatever. However, vice versa would be. Raptors, but the Heat and Raptors are the same. Yeah, I was gonna say record. I was gonna say whatever tiebreaker works. All right, and if you have that at there, my seven is Atlanta. Mm. So and Atlanta is my definitive nine right now. Your definitive nine. I was gonna say I have them. At, I have them there, and then I'll just say it just because we've talked about the team already. I have Toronto at eight, but the difference between. Eight and five is five games, so it's not like I think there's a huge gap even between like Toronto and say how Brooklyn's season's gonna go. Mm-hmm. It's just I feel there. I just I like the Cavs a little bit more. I do like the Hawks a little bit more. I like the Heat a little bit more. I like Brooklyn a little bit more. But the Raptors are such a well coached team with Nick Nurse. They do have Scotty Barnes. They do have Fred VanVleet. They still have Siakam. So that team is still there, and they definitely can make a push. And they could. They could honestly be one of the top four seeds, and it wouldn't throw me off just because of how well coached they are, and they do have talent. Yeah, I like the Raptors a lot. Mm-hmm. They I definitely have a roster. roster. Uh, they're going to be a team nobody wants to play. Scotty Barnes in year two, obviously. Pascal Siakam continuing to ascend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would not be surprised to see this team get a home playoff 
I wouldn't be shocked either. I like those other teams a little bit more, but obviously we know how the NBA season can go, and I would not. It would not throw me off if the Raptors got a got a home playoff game or home series, home series rather. All right, so I gave you one through seven. Mm-hmm. I gave you my nine and ten, and my eighth seed is the Bulls, and they take a little bit of a step back, mainly because of Lonzo being out. If Lonzo, if, Lonzo wasn't, if he wasn't missing such an extended time of the season, which is at least six weeks, yeah, uh, could be longer, could even be the full season, really. Uh, yeah, he's so up in the air. He would, they would be honestly close to top five for me. I, yeah, I, I would, Lonzo I makes would probably, a huge difference. Absolutely. He's almost the anchor of that defense. He, he, to some degree. He's the anchor of the defense and he's the orchestrator of the offense in the sense of like, obviously DeMar DeRozan's the best offensive player and Zach Levine's the second best offensive player. But having a guard who can kind of get you in proper sets can get DeMar DeRozan the ball in his spots because Zach and, uh, Zach and DeMar are not point guards. They really are respective two and threes. So when you have someone like Lonzo to get you in those situations, plus he's now a reformed 40% three-point shooter, so you can't like sag off of him anymore because if he's open, you'll hit it. Absolutely. And I like Billy Donovan as their coach. Mm-hmm. Always has his team playing hard. Uh, and like you said, they still got Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic. Uh, I've always felt they should move him just because I like that team running. And with Patrick Williams, that team will be able to run. I always felt like a Miles Turner style player would be better than a Vucevic. Even though Vucevic is a really good center, he's a twenty and ten. He was twenty and ten guy on Orlando. He can play. It's just hard because in the half court you want to run it through DeRozan, but it's but v- even though he can shoot it, he's more of a back to the basket kind of big. So he kind of can clog it a little bit on the inside, but you can still work around it. He's still he's good enough of a player that you can work around and make it work for sure. Yeah, because he could be their pick and pop guy, right? and he he really he really is more versatile than that. But he just hasn't been the same player he was in Orlando. Unfortunately, yeah. I was gonna say I just think I think it's because in Orlando he was the best player and they ran it through him. Like I feel like he would be better in a number two or number three role, but I almost feel like he almost falls into a number four with that fully healthy team, especially because how DeMar DeRozan operates a lot in the mid-range. Obviously, Zach Levine can shoots a bunch of threes, but can get to the basket, can work in the mid-range as well. It's just how their offense is constructed. I feel like he would work better. He would work better with, like, the Suns. Like, if you had him instead of, like, Aiton, like, he would work great on that team because you'd get Chris Paul and him in the pick and roll. He can pop, but you also could run some sets through him. For sure. And I mean that's part of the reason why he should work well in Chicago, really. Like I don't I don't know. Maybe he has a bounce back year, but it's definitely been a weird mm-hmm. fit. Yeah, I sure. just we- I just always felt like the with a team, especially with um like in the half court you run it through DeRozan, but in the but you that's a team that you want to get out and run. Obviously you even have Caruso off the bench. Like you, it just feels like a team you want to get out and run and Vucevic is not that guy who's gonna get out on the run. But anyways, in the when when Lonzo comes back, and if they can get right, if Lonzo comes back early enough, that's not going to be a team you really want to see in the playoffs because they do have star power to get you a couple, and they also do have they'll have defense at that point, depending on how Patrick Williams develops and other people do. Desanamu, not Desanamu, I think is it Desanamu, or he's on a different team. They're, they have a young point guard there, a young guard there that is also good. 
Uh, I want to say it, I think it's Dishonamu. I think unless I'm thinking of a different team, but yeah, I think last year. Yeah, he's still on there. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, still got Kobe White. Still got players like Derrick Jones Jr. Uh, they'll have Goran Dragic too backing them up. That's right. I forgot they picked him up. They got Drummond back there at center. So they'll have they have a professional NBA team for sure. And they even, you know, depending on how they change their style, if Dragic does do well for them, they yeah. got Caruso back too. Uh, I know Goran Dragic had a rough preseason for them. Mm-hmm. But, oh no, I got faith in Billy Donovan. I think they'll still be a playoff team. But oh, they yeah. definitely are a candidate to fall right out. Like, if they're an injury away to where, you know, everything does not work well for them. But you know what? Maybe that's a team that doesn't mind falling out if it gets them in the win by honest sweepstakes, um, and you yeah. get and you bring in that whole squad yeah, back so next year with win by honest. You could see, I could see Vucevic being someone who is traded halfway through the season. If say say Levine goes down for six to eight weeks and it's just DeRozan and they're a sub five hundred team just because of how deep the league is and they do start to go in that tank mode. I could see them moving off of him, especially in pre- preparation for when Bayama being that seven four guy. True. And you know, if that's the case, if you if you had an injury to your starting backcourt of Levine and Lonzo, you wouldn't even necessarily need to trade Lucevic. Oh I no, mean, he would play well for that. I'm just saying like he's a because I'm just he's a viable trading piece that I think you could add assets to. And I think for if you were planning for the years to come, I don't think he would be properly the person for that, especially if you had DeRozan, Levine, Lonzo, Wimbayama, Patrick Williams. I think that would be your five that you'd want to roll with. All right, so my 10 Eastern Conference teams in order. Sixers, Celtics, Bucks, Nets, Cavs, Heat, Raptors, Bulls, and then, sorry, let me section off the playing teams, which would be the Raptors, Bulls, Hawks, and Wizards. Mm-hmm. I got the Bucks as the one seed, Boston as the two, Philly as the three, Miami at the four, Brooklyn at the five, the Cavs at the six, and then the four playing teams would be the Hawks at the seven, Toronto at the eight, nine I have the Bulls, and ten I got the Knicks. The hardest team without a doubt, probably in the whole league, to quantify is the Brooklyn Nets. They yeah. could they could have a 60 told, wins and I would be like, you know what? It's possible. And they could also be like 44 and 38. And I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> they, they can manage. Yeah. You could tell me their whole team's going to have a brawl amongst themselves on the bench. And I would believe that. Be like, Yeah. You know what? That's, a that's how unpredictable they are. Like yeah. if Simmons and Kyrie and Durant and Steve Nash all got into it on the bench <laughs> and then the whole team had to intervene, I would, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. You know, that, that sounds that, like the Brooklyn Nets. And then, like you said, if there were a finals contender, I would believe that too. Uh, there's, there's a world easily if, and this is these are big ifs. You know, if Ben Simmons buys in, he's playing defense at a defensive player of the year level, and he's running the point guard and not asked to uh, attack the rim. I guess because he still seems to have. Phobia of getting fouled, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. If they can get his head straight and Kyrie is locked in, that's a big if. And Kyrie's, you know, if you can get 65 games of Kyrie where he's scoring the ball well. And get non-sabbatical Kyrie. Yeah, exactly. Not taking three weeks off. And Durant's not causing distractions, which I don't believe he will. Uh, And, you know, you're going to probably 
I would assume, get another all-NBA first-team type of season from Durant, then shit, everything's there. You know what I mean? And they, I like their team better than last year as far as what they got for depth. Yeah. And they got Joe Harris back. Uh, you know, TJ Warren could do some things for them. Mm-hmm. There's pieces there. It really is. It's just a matter of, you know, you got two of the more unreliable players in the league as far as if they're going to suit up for you in Ben Simmons and Kyrie yes. on top of Kevin Durant and what he just did this past offseason. He's pretty unpredictable himself. He's going to show up for games, but in general of his mood, he's as unpredictable as Kyrie. Uh, and, you know, he tried to get Steve Nash and the GM fired, so you still have that there. Yeah, they, have, they have like the most bipolar team in the league. Like I don't, to say the, like to say the least. Like honestly, like the month of November, they could all be clicking and happy. They'll have like an eleven and two month. They'll look like the best team in basketball. And then in December, like something could go wrong. Like the Christmas fever is going on. Ben's like, I don't want to shoot anymore. Kyrie is like, you know what? I'm out of here. I'll be back. I'll be back after uh, Christmas season's over. I got to go help with something. And then KD's just there playing basketball by his lonesome upset on trying saying random things on Twitter. And they go like four they go like five hundred. They're just such a weird team. I have no confidence in them, but they're so talented that I have them at fifty wins. They're just talented enough to win fifty games. They got shooters all over. They still got Patty Mills, Seth, and like I said, you had Joe Harris to that around Kyrie, Simmons especially, and Durant. Mm-hmm. That's Royce O'Neal, who they picked up. Who's still a really good defender, good yeah. two-way player, Nick Claxton, who's not a bad center. Uh, yeah, it's all there. They it are, really is. If everything goes right, or even if eighty-five percent of it goes right, this is a team that is right there with Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. So, yeah, can't wait for that soap opera. As annoying as it can, will be, it'll still be pretty funny to watch. I'm sure if it all goes bad. Uh, but between them. I think Golden State's going to be pretty dramatic. I said last week on the podcast that Golden State's going to be the most dramatic team, and I take that back because it's by far going to be Brooklyn, even when they're not trying to be I'm, dramatic. I, don't, I, don't, still I think Brooklyn and, honestly, the Lakers might come in second just because it's LeBron and AD and Westbrook and then sold the Lakers, so they might be second. But the Warriors will be up there drama-wise. They'll be fighting for second for sure. Yeah, they'll be there just by default with Draymond. Mm. Uh so let's go to the West. Keenan, who's your West playing teams? Um, do you just want the 9 and 10, or do you want the 7 and 8 too? Uh, sure. Give me 10 through 8, or 7, sorry. Okay, so 7, I got Phoenix. 8, I've got the Pelicans. 9, I've got the Lakers. And 10, I've got Portland. Interesting that you have Phoenix dropping that bad. Uh, yeah, I, they have the 48-win team, I don't think. I, I there's six teams to me. I mean, they will be competing with the six seed, but I think the five above them after that are definitively better. Have the Suns dropping a little bit, but I mean, they definitely have. I have them at 47 wins, so they're a lot less than their 64 of last year. But I do think, given all the questions I do have for them, they still have a really good team. Still, like oh, really the. The same whole entire same team. I do think it's fractured, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be playing bad. Um, I just think that the teams around them are not fractured, and they're. I do because I have them at forty eight as well. I just like 
how the West looks. So I just have like games, like a few games behind other teams. It's pretty much how I have it. I just like there are five teams I like for sure better, and then the sixth team is kind of in conversation. Like if you told me they were better than them, I wouldn't be shocked. Can I gotta apologize because I actually have the Suns in the play-in as well. I think I just feel better about some of the teams ahead of the Suns. Yeah, or, that's, that's essentially how it is for me too. I think they're a or, good team, but I just let me rephrase. Let me rephrase that. I feel better about the Suns than one particular team that I have doing better than them in the regular season. But I think overall, the Suns team does advance to the playoffs. Uh, my four playing teams are the Kings, Lakers, Pelicans, and Suns. Ooh, the Kings. Uh, yeah, I think the Ooh. Kings definitely have a better roster than the Blazers. Uh, the Blazers, I as much as I love Dame, Dame's one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, their roster doesn't make much sense. It's really young, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and just how they play schematically, they still got Nurk there. Nurk's tough to play defense with. No one really on their team can really play defense like that other than Jerry and Grant. Um, so, I don't know. It's just a weird mix of players. I think would it surprise me at all to see them at the back end of the playoff push in the play-in? No, not at all. Because, uh, you know, we've seen Dame take lesser players to higher heights. Mm-hmm. I, but that was the other I team I was thinking of, too. So the Kings definitely make sense. Yeah, I think the Kings are going to make a real push. This is probably the best team in a while. I mean, they were in the play-in game last year, correct? Mm, it was the Pelicans. It was it was the Pelicans. It was the... I think they might have been. They might have been. Because then it was the Timberwolves. It was the Pelicans. It was... They must have been because it wasn't the Spurs. It wasn't the Rockets. It was the Spurs. It, it was, was the Spurs. Oh, well, well, it was the Spurs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spurs, because, oh, yeah. I think, the, I think the Kings were like one game behind because it feels yes. like maybe they were there the year before. I feel like one of the years they were in the playoff game, play-in game. They, if they were, then it was the first year of it and they lost to the Grizzlies. If it, if they, it was, that, that would have been the only time. I believe that's the case. Give me your number one seed in the West. I have Golden State, and the Draymond thing is kind of making that up in the air. But I have Golden State for now. I have the Warriors as the one seed. I was going to say, I have Golden State, but like that whole Draymond situation kind of made me knock him back a couple, um, almost wanted me to knock him back a couple games. Well, let me say this I was completely ready to not have them. As the one seed, just because that's usually how it goes, especially for if, you know, if the Warriors were a younger team, I would almost shoo them in for the one seed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they've been there, done that, the Draymond drama. And then I saw their last preseason game, how they were moving the ball. And I said, fuck it, this team could win a ring right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got the Warriors one. I got the Nuggets two, the Clippers three. Uh Clippers and Grizzlies, the same record, so really could go either way, Grizzlies or Clippers 3. Okay. I just have that written out like that right now. Uh, then the Mavs, then mm-hmm. the Wolves, and then it goes to my playing teams because I think the Wolves are going to be a really good regular season team. Okay, so you're in the same boat as me as you feel the Suns could be better than the T-Wolves, but you have the T-Wolves as a better record because that's exactly how I have it too. Yeah, like I think the Suns in the playoffs are a better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I have I five teams to fit. I think the Mavericks, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Warriors, and the Grizzlies are just better than the Suns. Personally. True, and I can't. I don't. I don't think it's I'm like not, definitive. Like they are just head and shoulders are better than them. But I trust their infrastructure, their camaraderie right now, and I trust. And I don't know what we're getting from Chris Paul. Like the last three games of Chris Paul are just imprinted in my head. And if like if that Chris Paul or like a version semi of that Chris Paul is coming to play basketball, then I think that's going to be an issue for the Suns. Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, games. 95, 96, and 97. I don't know if those are the actual games, but you know what I mean, of Chris Paul's season in the playoffs are much different than what you're going to get out of him in the regular season where his minutes are going to be managed. Uh, You know, you can almost pick 60 games for Chris Paul that he's going to play at his age. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you can give him nights off. You can manage his minutes. He can pick his spots. Uh, so Chris Paul's not really my worry as much as their chemistry is, oh, which is and why I have, which is why I have the Wolves ahead of them. I would say the one team I have ahead of the Suns that I'm really not sure of, and I have more questions than answers, even though they were a conference final team last year, is the Mavericks. Uh, I think Luke is going to be fantastic. He's going to put up insane stats. Like he averages a near triple double each year. I would not be surprised to see him average a straight up triple double i really wouldn't um they do have christian wood coming off the bench which is weird even though i think he makes them better but i think they're gonna miss brunson a lot and i just wonder all these teams around him like for instance the suns who top to bottom have a better team we obviously saw what happened in game seven last year but i mean shit the suns the pelicans and the lakers i think i like the lakers roster better than I like the Mavs roster. You know what I mean? But sometimes you just throw it out there and you just put Luke in the pick and roll with shooters around him and you kind of work your way to 50 games. You know I what I mean? I actually don't hate the Suns roster. Because That's of, what I'm saying. Because of, no, sorry, not the Suns. The Mavericks is what I meant to say. I don't hate the Suns roster either. The Suns roster, I mean, the Suns roster is the same roster that won 64 games last year. I just don't feel... I just feel they're a broken franchise, so that's going to basically take them down, especially with teams around them that are unified. I don't mind the Mavs roster because of who they have in Luka. They have Tim Hardaway Jr., who is a shooter, who's coming back this year, wasn't healthy last year. You've got Reggie Bullock, who is a shooter. You've got, I was going to say, they have Christian Wood as well. Obviously, Maxi Kleber gave them good minutes last year you've got spencer dinwiddie off the bench i think i like their roster for who and they have bertons when if like for another just pick and pop kind of guy gotta stretch the floor i think putting luca around a bunch of shooters is like a perfect like how you have to have a team with him oh i agree i just think so that's why that's why i because i have them higher than you i actually have them as my three seed but i really like I just like how it's constructed for Luka, and I think he's such a dynamic player. And I think that the way the roster's constructed is there. It's not many people who are going to get flustered with Luka having the ball so much, which I think is the way that they have to win right now. It's kind of how like LeBron got into, and like on those like Cavs teams, how LeBron was just so ball centric because he controlled everything, but the players that were around him were fine. You know, if you know what I mean. Difference between LeBron and Luka, though, is the talent, not only in the conference, but in the league. So 
you know, if you got Luca 82 games a year, you know, doing the James Harden offense, that's good. But that's going to be tough. Let's, let's just take the Wolves because I have them literally five and six, right? Mm-hmm. The Wolves, let's say they play them, I don't know how many times. They play them four times. That's, that's going to be hard to do versus, you know, Anthony Edwards, Gobert, and Towns on top of their bet. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. a pretty, that could be a top four team most other years, what the Timberwolves have. And me and you each got them probably sitting on the outside of a home playoff team. You know yeah, what I mean? Six, so that's, yeah. that's same here. And that's a loaded-ass team. And I do have the Mavs ahead of them, but I feel like, for me, the Mavs are similar to the Nets. And if you told me they're going to be a playing team, I'd believe it. And if you told me they're somehow a top-four team because Luka is that incredible, I'd believe it. But A playing team would shock me, personally. It would not shock me that with this would, team. That would if, Luka, if Luka's healthy would, for all 82, that would shock me. I just think he's... I think he's just too good not to get 50 wins, and I think if you're 50 wins, you're not a playing team. So that that's that's kind of just where it comes down with me. I just think they're he's too good that he's gonna get you 50. Luca's great, but I mean okay. I don't have them as a 50 win team. I don't know if he's in this Western Conference, which is you know be- already better than last year's Western Conference. I don't know if. Luca alone can get you 50 wins, and especially if he just happens to lose or be injured for eight to 12 games. Oh, I mean, if, okay, if he's injured at all, then that's off for sure. I mean, like I was gonna say, Christian Wood was 18 and 10 last year. Like, this is on the this is me saying, like, it was like the Cavs back in the day when they didn't clearly the Boston Celtics roster was much better than them, but they still would man, LeBron would still put them up to 64 wins with Mo Williams. Like that kind of, I mean, obviously the league was worse then, but that Cavs team was still worse in comparison. It was literally LeBron and just a few others, and he was good enough to get them to like 60-plus wins. I think Luka can get them to 50-plus. Same way I think like Giannis could get any team pretty much to 50-plus. And the Bucks are built well around him, so like that, that conversation's not needed for him. But I'm just saying I think Giannis is good enough to really to get any team to about 50-plus. Luka's the same way that single-handedly he can get a team to about 50-plus. Uh, listen, I love Luka Doncic. He is one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, he is not – his career high for games played is 72, and that was his rookie season. So, you know, you're going to get – by the looks of it, if it's judging by the last three – on average, he plays about 67 games. Mm-hmm. So if you're for 15 and you don't have a Jalen Brunson to really, you know, kind of hold the tide down, I don't really know what's going to happen because, I don't know, Brunson was just so important for them. And the times he was off the floor with Luka or when Luka was off the floor and Jalen was holding it down, that really became beneficial for Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I was going to say, you saw that more towards the playoffs. I was going to say, you have, I was like, during the regular season, he averaged 16 last year. So he definitely held it down. But during the playoffs, you really saw him kind of more take that next step. I think Spencer Dinwiddie can be about 90% of what Jalen Brunson was last year. Because that's what they brought Spencer Dinwiddie to be what Jalen Brunson was. Because, I mean, four years back. Those are two different players, though. Dinwiddie's a a pure scorer where Brunson is kind of like a combo guard and can make plays for you. Dinwiddie's not a guy you want running the offense with Luke out. No. Especially if he's going to be gone for 15 games or so. Dinwiddie's not that guy. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the difference in their 
playmaking was an assist. I mean, Dinwiddie can get. I mean, their numbers last year were vaguely, they're very similar in the games that they actually did play. Because I know Dinwiddie was that for a while, but their numbers were pretty similar. It really was when it got to the playoffs and you saw Jalen Brunson kind of take that next step. But I mean, but we'll see. Obviously, it really comes down to the health of Luca. If Luke Luca plays. 72-ish games around there, I think they can easily get... I I don't think easily, but I think they can definitely get to 50 wins, I should say. I I mean, I don't know if it's definite. I really don't. I mean, again... I personally I think that, but that's me. I I got you. I have not my five. I have them under 50. Uh, you know, I only have three teams really at 50. But, I mean, this team's just not talented at all, especially when you compare it to to Memphis, to the Clippers, to the Warriors. Uh, I have true questions about them. And again, like they did well last year. Brunson was a big part of that, though. I just think, I think we get a season where Luka puts up insane numbers, but the team does not do as well. I think they take a little bit of a step back. I would not be surprised to see them be a first-round exit because I really do think it would take it would take Luca averaging damn near forty to get a team like the Wolves out of here. Suns, he already kind of owns the Suns. I can, see, you know what I mean. The Suns are different, but I'd, even the Pelicans, the Pelicans roster, man, is. I don't. I don't. I see again. I the Wolves for the Mavericks. That's just I've already displayed and talked about how I feel about the Timberwolves. So, but so yeah. you think Luca? You think Luca one on more or less one on five can be? Anthony Edwards, Towns, Gobert, and the squad? I think, um, yeah, I don't. I'm not that high on the Timberwolves. I think, again, I think they made a lateral move, and last year I think they could have, and they grabbed Christian Wood this year. So I also think, so, I mean, yeah, I understand. Wood's never played for any good teams, though. I mean, Wood's kind of got empty stats. Yeah, I well, I mean, we'll we'll see as this year comes on, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I have a little bit too much faith in Luka because it's not even like one of my favorite players in the league. I just really, I just think he's that good. But no, I'm the the Timberwolves. No, I would pick the Mavericks to win that series. Interesting. All right, give me your uh, give me your top ten in order then. All right, so I have Golden State one. I have the Clippers two. I have the Mavericks three. I have Denver four. I have Memphis five. Minnesota six. I have Phoenix seven. New Orleans eight. Uh, Los Angeles nine. Or the Lakers, I should say, nine. And Portland ten. I got to immediately ask you. why. So the Grizzlies. You have Luka and the Mavs that far ahead of the Grizzlies? I mean, like two games. I two games, but... I got you. I was like, it's really, it's like the difference between these teams, I think, are like very minimal. So I guess, like you say, they have them at the five seed. If the Mavs were the five seed, it's not shocking to me. Like, I don't, I just don't see them as a play in team. But like, if the Mavs are the five seed, that doesn't shock me. Like, the difference between them is two games for me. So I don't think it's, they're really, and like the difference between them and the Nuggets, I have them at the same record. So I, it's those kind of things are where the West is so close to me that it will really come down to a couple games here and a couple games there. It's not like I have the Mavericks that say 59, 55 wins and then I have the Grizzlies at like 48. I don't think there's like a gap, huge gap between them at all. 
Interesting. I don't know. I just don't see the Grizzlies falling out of a, of a home playoff spot. I was going to say, because, I mean, it really would come down between, for you, for you, it's them and the Mavericks. Because, I mean, you've got Golden State, obviously. I think that they're pretty yeah. much a I mean, lock. I, yeah, full, full disclosure, I do have the Grizzlies. Oh, no, I have the Grizzlies and the Clippers at the same record, actually. But the Mavs, so I have the Mavs four games worse than the Clippers and the Grizz. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, so the Nuggets, I think the Nuggets are going to be scary. You know what I mean? I think Jokic is somehow going to be better. He got into shape, uh, and he only gets better every year. Like, who know, literally, who knows what this guy's going to average? Uh, he's scary, and he's one of those players, like Luka, you just put players around him, and he's going to make them better. Yeah. Their yeah. roster is loaded, though. Uh, and last we see, Michael Porter Jr., not counting the games last year where he played nine games and he was atrocious, he can just literally shoot the cover off the ball. Like, he, his averages are scary. Uh, scary efficient. So if he can stay healthy, Jamal Murray, we don't really know what we're going to get, but they have so much talent aside from Jamal Murray. I think this team's going to be fine. Uh, and, you know, we compared Luka to LeBron. Jokic is damn near there as far as you put player XYZ around him, he's going to make them do this. You know what I mean? And we saw that last year. You took yeah. away his top two players, and they were still, I believe, what? Respectable six seed. They were 48 and 34. And uh, obviously they lost in five to the Warriors in the first round, but that's a tough first round draw anyways. And the only reason I have them ahead of the Clippers, I really wanted to put the Clippers too, was because you can kind of pencil in Jokic for, you know, at, mm. not every game, but damn near every game. Whereas mm. the Clippers, you got injury concerns all over with for their sure. top. That is that is the one concern with the Clippers is are there going to be healthy? John Wall has battled with injuries. Paul George has battled with injuries. Kawhi Leonard obviously has battled with injuries as well. Those are like three of your five best players. So if you're going to be missing those guys, it's going to definitely be tough to be a two seed especially with how loaded the West is, as we keep saying. But also, if they are healthy, <laughs> they are so dangerous. Yeah, if somehow, if you somehow get... 70 games out of Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah, I would say even 65 out of Kawhi. Paul George is iffy. Like I'm weirdly more concerned about Paul George and Kawhi than I am John Wall. Uh because he's about two years removed from his injury. Looked well when he came back that first year in Houston. Houston just sent him home last year, so he's completely yeah. fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks good. Seemed to have worked on his shooting. Yeah, That seems to be what his upgrade will be, according to him. But, uh, you know, if, <laughs> if he's locked in and this team really has chemistry, they've got a great coach Yes, in Ty Lue. Uh Yeah, this team could walk to the number one seed. That's how much talent they have on their team. And... Everyone's saying Kawhi is not only looking like Kawhi, but he's stronger than before, and he was already well, pretty scarily strong for his for being a small forward. You know what I mean? We also have to remember, like people forget, because it's been a minute. The last time we saw Kawhi, he was playing like arguably the best player in the world in the playoffs. Like he was on another level in the playoff run. He was averaging something like thirty-eight and six. Yeah, you know he was he was ridiculous in that whole playoff run, and then he got obviously got injured. But like, it was absolutely crazy what he was doing. So if he can, and if he's better than that, or at least just as good as that, 
That's a Kawhi that will go against any player in the league, Giannis, LeBron, Steph, Jod, Luka, doesn't matter. He will be as good as that player. He looked like modern-day MJ with the efficiency going mostly mid-range as well. Mm -hmm. He had a couple couple punches that were like, (laughs) oh, okay, Kawhi, I didn't know you had had that in you. He had arguably the two top dunks of that postseason. Yeah. out in the second round, yeah, no, he those were, those were he was lethal. He was very, very lethal in those. Like he had a against Dallas in that series in Game Six. He had a forty-five point game, eighteen to twenty-five from the floor. Game Seven, he was twenty-eight, ten, and nine, nine assists from Kawhi. You don't see that often. Against Utah, you saw 34, 10, 12, and five again. Like he was just. He was special the last time we the special special the last time we saw him. He's always special, other than the Nuggets series at the end of it. <laughs> All right, Keen, let's go. We'll stick with the regular season theme here. Yeah. Let's go through some awards. All right. Okay. I'm just gonna name. I'm gonna name the award. You give me the player. Okay. Yep. Six Man of the Year. Karis Levert. Of the Cavs, I don't Good think thing. he's. I don't think he's going to be starting on that roster. I think they might start someone like a Jetty just to start um, a guy who can kind of play defense, and they'll have Karis LeVert off the bench. He's there's a small chance he could start though at the three, and obviously that would ruin that. But I don't think he will to have that offensive punch off the bench, and he would be the guy. I really like Brogdon for this mm. pick. Mm-hmm. I do, but you just never know. Like if Smart goes down for twenty games, yeah, got Brogdon starting for twenty games, right? Yep. Thirty, who knows? Or even if Jalen were to go down, like let's say ten games, and Marcus Smart misses twenty, then Brogdon starting there as well. So yep. he he's one who could end up starting a lot. I yeah. actually have Bones Highland hmm. of the Nuggets. Hmm. Can I give you a dark horse though? Yeah, I love here. Number zero for the Los Angeles Lakers, Russell Westbrook. The only reason why I wouldn't have put him is I feel like he can get moved, and I feel like he'll start on that next team. But you know, if he's win, if he's in LA the entire year, that's still gonna be. I mean, people forget last year he was still around eighteen, seven, and eight, or something along those lines. Like he was close to those numbers. He still put up good, like counting numbers. It's just the fact that within the flow of the offense, and obviously how the media blew it up on everything, Twitter blew it up. It, it made Westbrook look so bad. He wasn't as bad as everyone played it out to be, but he wasn't great. I'm not trying to make it sound like he played phenomenal last year. By the by the way, real quick, give me your worst record in the league. Who did you have for that? Uh, Spurs. How many wins? I'm like 22-ish, something like that. I think they're going to I think Pop will coach them kind of hard, but I as we talked about early on, they don't have talent and they're in the win by Amish streaks sweepstakes, so they're gonna start. They're gonna play hard to start the season, but once it gets to the fe- um, to the All Star break, and they only have like seventeen wins, I could see them almost losing out. You have the Spurs at nineteen wins. Yeah, I have twenty two. So we- I have around there. And then uh, my next worst team is actually the Hornets at twenty two. Well, I don't think the Hornets are gonna be that bad, but I hope they are because I would love for one Bayama to go with a little mellow. It'd make my day. So yeah. I don't. I'd hope their roster has a uh, not much more talent than the Spurs. I would say, aside from Lamelo, yeah. uh, 
I mean, they lost their second best player too, Bridges. Mm-hmm. They still have Hayward, but Hayward, you literally never know how much he's going to play. So you can almost guarantee he's going to be out for 20 games. Yeah. My guy. So that's my Corey Gordon Hayward. Yeah, right? That's like your dream team, LaMelo and Gordon Hayward right there. Yeah, and so you put Steph on that team with Dirk, um, a Kyle Korver to round it off. My God, never watch another team. <laughs> give me your uh, give me your rookie of the year. Uh, I think it's going to be Paolo. I would have put Chet, but he got injured. I don't know why I've, I I like Chet, but I think Paolo's going to – him in Orlando, he's in a good situation. He's got young pieces around him, but I like the way he's looked in preseason too So and in the summer league, so I think that will be him. I got Jaden Ivey. Hmm. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like uh. it. Um, do you have, I was going to say, do you have another one you want to go to? Cause I was going to give you uh defensive player of the year. Let's do most improved first. Go most we'll improved. Get... Yeah. Uh, I got RJ Barrett. I got Tyrese Maxey. He was my second pick. I got Maxey as my most improved. All right. Give me your coach of the year. Jason Kidd. I got Willie Green of the Pelicans. Yep. I was say, that's a, that was another one I was thinking of, but. Obviously, I said I had the Mavs at the three seed, and we talked about how their roster isn't the greatest. I think it fits Luka well, but they're still talent-wise. Their roster's not the greatest. I think they can get to the three seed. He'll be that. By the way, I said Jaden Ivey for my rookie of the year. I meant Keegan Murray. I have Keegan Murray <laughs> written down. I don't know why I said <laughs> Maybe it's because I was looking at the Pistons. I don't know. But <laughs> okay. Keegan Murray is my rookie of the year. Uh, defensive player of the year. Oh, God. It would be Rob Williams if he was playing all year. Likewise. Likewise. I wanted it to be him. I accidentally I wrote him down because when I was going through this, I guess I just forgot that he was injured, even though I knew he was injured. So I wrote him down. So say yours and give me half a second, and then I will come back. Uh, it's a dark horse, but I can see it happening. Scotty Barnes. Ooh, okay. I like that. I like that a I lot. Because I feel like, uh, you know, the picks would be Draymond, Gobert, Smart, uh, Drew Holiday, possibly. Drew Holiday, and he, I almost thought about picking him, but I really like Scotty Barnes because he's he can lock up. He's going to have defenders around him. He's going to get more minutes, and they're going to be able to clamp up, much like the Miami Heat. Which, by the way, Bam's another option there too. I oh, thought about Bam, always. but I think I think if this Raptors team performs to their full potential on defense, Barnes is going to be the anchor of that. And because uh, he can guard one through four, I won't say one through five, but definitely one through four. Yep. And uh, yeah, he's going to be the anchor of everything. Yes. Okay. So I did. I did figure mine out. I have Evan Mobley as my defensive player there. I think um, with that team, he'll be able to lock in more. He'll kind of be like Jaron Jackson was last year to the Grizzlies. I think. Um, obviously, he's he can still score. But I definitely like Evan Mobley, and he's so athletic and can switch one through four. I mean, two, like really one through five if he needs to for a possession. He's very mobile. And give me your 2022 2023 NBA League MVP. I have Steph. Shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. I think uh, him, af- Steph, after a championship has been. 
his like three of his I think it's been all three of his best years coming off of a finals. So I think that he's going to do the same thing again. It was between him and it was between Luca for me, but I ended up going with Steph. I have Giannis as my MVP. Again, I was to say, there's really, I mean, for picks for MVPs, there's not really anyone that's going to shock you. Like, I mean, I don't think Jokic is going to do the Larry Bird, so I wouldn't have picked him. But, like, Luka, Giannis, Jokic, Steph, Embiid. And then after that, like, maybe a jaw. Or, like, if LeBron managed to get the Lakers to... 52 wins in the four seed or something like that. LeBron could win it, or maybe Anthony Davis, depending. But yeah, yeah, I don't know about the Lakers, but no, uh, I don't think they will. I'm just saying that was just a. Those are players, that, but of those five that I named are pretty much going to be like consensus guys for like 90 percent of like actual bets. The reason why I have Giannis is he could have easily won it last year as well. His numbers were obviously there. Uh, I think it's going to be very similar to when LeBron, he won it in 09 and 10, did not win it in 11, and came back and won it in 12. Uh, that's what I think it's going to be for Giannis. I think he's going to play at least 75 games. I don't think he's going to get those nights off, you know what I mean, like any rest nights. I think he's he never gonna, does. I think he's just going to be – hell-bent on the MVP. I really do. Uh, you know, just a year removed from that championship, he's the most athletically gifted player in the league, probably. Yeah. I don't think it's crazy to say that. Him he or maybe Jaw, depending, just like if you go inch for inch, square inch for an inch, because Jaw's like 6'2", but you can jump out of the building. But yeah, Giannis is a freak. But, I mean, if you've got a super motivated Giannis, they're a better team than before. Uh I mean, shit, he's a defensive player of the year candidate to himself. Almost, you know what I, mean? I almost had he's, him. So he's going to be giving you elite defense. And again, I think he's just going to be laser focused, even more so than last year. They went out in the second round, so he had more rest. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be scary hours. I really do. What he averaged last year, damn near, what, 30, 30 and 13? Yeah, it's 29.9, but like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think he's somehow going to find a way to go up a level. I mean, he went up a level in the postseason. Yeah, he so would, that finals run was immaculate. Yeah, and, uh, you know, last year when he faced the Celtics, minus that game seven where he didn't really have it because, I mean, it was a fucking hockey series, damn near. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I kind of excused Tatum, even though I wasn't really giving him a pass before, but I really thought about it and, A, that Buck series, but then that Heat series, that was also a hockey series, so I kind of get the Celtics kind of lost gas. Not an excuse, but I kind of understand it. But, you know, back to Giannis. He, in that Celtics series, he was literally frightening. And uh, if you're getting that all year, and you're getting some jump shots, and I'm assuming his three's gotten a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I see MVP. I really yeah. do. Combine that with the Jokic fatigue, because I, re- I already said prior, I think Jokic is even going to have a better season than last year. Especially we got with Giannis the, fatigue. What's up? I said we got Giannis fatigue too because I mean Giannis won it back to back years, and then the next year after when Jokic won it the first time, he averaged more points, more rebounds. He had the same amount of assists as he ever had, so he had a better year. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, we got Giannis fatigue too, so like, we get it. Like normally back to back, you can do 
But obviously, it's been since, as I said, Larry Bird, 84, or 83, 80, 45, or 80, 45, 86, one of the two, um, that mm. we've had one that won three straight. So we get fatigue over greatness because we like to see it. So Jokic could average better stats and be on a better team because he has better players, but still not win it just because of the fact that he would have to be so astronomically, not astronomically, but he'd have to be like a step above everybody else to really get that third one in a row, I feel. Give me your Western and Eastern Conference Finals. I have Milwaukee and I'm going to do it. I have Milwaukee, Cleveland, and then I have Golden State Clippers. And that switched for me today. I had Boston, Milwaukee, and then I had Golden State Clippers, but so let me ask, who do you have the Cavs beating to get to the conference finals? I have them going through a very tough road. Um, I'm not ha- I'm I'm not high on the Sixers like you are. I have them beating the Sixers and then Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I really don't. And I would love to see Philly fail. I really would, even I, though. I, see, I'm just not as high on that. I'm just not as high on them as you are. But that, you know, that's that's fine. I I guess you, for me you, mentally, you, it's James Harden. I just you, what? But even even if I mean, and trust me, that Cavs team is definitely strength in numbers, which is why I really like them. They're one of my favorite rosters. But and I don't know. I mean, Philly is more strength in numbers than they've ever been. This is as loaded of a roster as Philly's ever had, really. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't know. I think they'd be able to. So you see like what? You see a deep series if they face Philly. You see that going six, seven games. Yeah. And you see Cleveland winning on Philly's home floor. Yeah. Again, I don't have confidence in Harden. I really think it comes down to that. You've got Evan Mobley. Obviously, someone like Embiid is so good that like you're not going to just take him out of a game. But Evan Mobley is a good enough defender to where he can give Embiid problems. You've got, obviously, they have wing defenders, but their wing defenders on the um, Sixers aren't scorers. But because you, you do have Garland, you do have uh, Donovan Mitchell, they have pieces on that team as well. So I, I like their roster, and I love, I like the Cavs. I have them, I have them being kind of a, a little bit of a surprising team to make it that far in the playoffs. That, that's what I have. If it doesn't happen, I mean, it's understandable if they lose to Philly because, again, as we've talked about, Philly does have a very good team. But If you were to bet on the Cavs being a conference finalist, how much money would you put on the Cavs? I wouldn't put a bunch because I think Philly's really good and I think Boston's really good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, bet the house on it, but... Well, if 100's a full bet, how much would you put down? 40 so you're forty percent confident in the Cavs. Forty, yeah. To get to, to yeah, them forty percent, I would say. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, huh, I'm not really sure how that works. My conference finals. What do you mean you don't know how that works? Like I would be like, wouldn't you be seventy percent confident in them, at least? Well, I mean, if you're playing to get to the conference finals, I would be. It would be basically, I would say, like, I'm 60% confident, so I'm above confident that they would get past Philly 
and then I I would say it's kind of a pick them between them and Boston, so that'd be fifty. But if you take that, I mean, technically percent wise, it'd be around like thirty eight percent positive. So like, like mathematically, that's like it'd be around like forty percent positive that they're going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's why I say forty, because it's a percent to get by Philly, and then it's a percent to get by Boston. I guess I'm still kind of confused. I kind of see where you're going, but uh, I got the Bucks as well. All right, in the East. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, right now it says Celtics slash Sixers. I'm not sure which. I really, even as we're talking right now, I really couldn't pick between the two. I see a path both ways. I really like this Cavs team. I really do. I don't see conference finals this year. I see it down the road. See, I said that initially when they made the Donovan Mitchell trade, but then the more I've been looking at their roster and the more I've been thinking about it, I also said that when we were talking that Darius Garland, I think, is one of those guys who could leap from star to super, like borderline superstar status this year. I just put it all together, and I think they could be one of those surprise teams that goes on a little bit of a run in the playoffs. I guess I just don't see Garland and Mitchell taken down both of Tatum and Brown and the rest of the Celtics and Embiid and Harden, what they got in the Sixers. Uh, long and short of it, though, it really doesn't matter who I have in the conference finals because I'll just spoiler alert here. Bucks are in the finals for me. Again, the same here. I don't. I'm going to guess we have the same finals. I'm going to guess you have the Warriors in the finals. Yeah. I have the Warriors Clippers in my conference finals. Again, same here. War- with the Warriors winning, listen, I want to pick the Clippers. I do. I want nothing more than the Clipper curse to end. Obviously, aside from the Boston Celtics winning it. I want the Celtics to win it. But the Clipper curse ending is something I've long rooted for, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would love to see the Clippers. And by the way, if there's a team built for beating the Warriors, it's the Clippers. Uh, yeah. They got the wing defenders. Even their guard defenders, they're big guards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're literally tailor-made to beat this Warriors team. And probably the most talented foe the Warriors would have, at least out of the West, during their whole entire run. Uh, you could even say the Grizzlies, too, last year, but obviously Ja gets injured. But even then, Paul George and Kawhi and John Wall and the rest of the crew, uh, <laughs> that's a tough load. But at the same time, as we said before, the Clippers have all those injury concerns. Uh, that's a lot to put together in one year. So I don't see it. I really don't. I don't. And, I, uh, I think it'll be a tough series. But for me, as I mean, I said this last year that the Warriors weren't supposed to win it last year. Then I think Clay's going to be better. I think Jordan Poole's going to be better. Wiseman's going to give them a different. Wiseman's going to give him a different feel. Moses Moody's going to be better. You're going to have the same Steph as you did in the finals. So, like, I think the Warriors are going to be a better team than they were last year. I think Wiggins is going to have more confidence this year than last year. So I just think they're going to be a better team than they were last year. And they should. I agree with that. I do partly agree with that. I do still have questions about Clay though, because Clay never really, throughout any point of the season, was at all consistent. And but I was gonna say it's also hard. I mean, the first typically the first year of somebody coming off an injury like that is the toughest one. They have to get their bearings left. They have to trust in the legs again. 
And so that's why I was saying this year I think he's going to be – I don't know if he's going to get to 100% of clay again, but I think he'll be a more consistent clay than he was last year because he did have obviously his spurts. He did have games like game six yeah. clay was a thing. Like he did have those games where he put up seven threes, had 30-plus points. So I do think that's possible. And I think I think he will be a better player than he was last year. It's funny because last year this time you were telling me that clay was going to be the same exact player he came back to, or he would come back to be the same exact player he once oh, was. I said that he would I said that he would come back. I said that Clay would come back and even if he was 70% of the player that he was, that would be able to get the Warriors over the top and at least get to the conference finals and that happened. But you also said Clay would come back probably without a beat because Durant did. Yeah, I I was gonna say I thought he would be a little bit more consistent, and he wasn't as consistent. No, no, no. I, it's funny. I'm, all I'm saying was it was funny because yeah. what you're saying now is what I was saying last year about Clay. That's all. I, I think I've been, I've always said that he was gonna be better the year after. I just thought that with what how Clay's skill set is, I thought that last year he was going to basically come back with enough time and be more consistent in the playoffs. That I did think. I knew his defense wasn't going to be there. That I did say. I thought offensively he was going to be 90 to 95% of the same clay. We got about 80%. So I was a little off on that. Defensively? No, I said I never said defensively. No, I said defensively no, no, no. he wasn't going to be the same clay. I don't okay. know if you're, I was say, I said defensively he was not going to be the same clay because he's coming off of an injury. But I said he wouldn't need to be with Wiggins, and that offensively, I thought he was going to be about ninety to ninety-five percent of the same clay by the end of the year. Was, but you I think was, he was last year eighty percent of itself offensively. Uh, I would say he was. He was averaging like. Well, I was say he was averaging around like he averaged twenty last year. He was averaging around eighteen in the playoffs. I mean. The thing with Clay was he had his moments, he just wasn't as consistent. I think that 20% is the consistency. Because he has had moments, obviously, throughout his playoff run where he's gone games where he hasn't really been huge. But that's normally towards the beginning of the series. But even last year, you saw he still, when the moment needed it, he would make and take a big shot. So Yeah, I guess explosiveness just wasn't there. I don't mean that as far as athleticism. I mean like the scoring outbursts. That's why I wouldn't put it at 80. But I really do hope Clay does return to form. But I don't know. It's just tough to tell with him. It really is. The thing with him, his confidence never wavers, which I love. Mm-hmm. So and he's always and he's working always. So that's that's the good thing about him is he will be consistently trying to get better. He's not going to just be satisfied. Which you know, as you said, it, it almost allows him to uh, to get out of those slumps. You know, to have those moments of burst. Yeah. When you don't have that way from confidence, and you can just keep shooting, so that is a good thing. So we each have Warriors, Bucks in the finals. I have the Bucks in seven. I'm gonna assume you have the other team in six or seven. I actually yeah, haven't had anything yet. Um, I have it Milwaukee and Golden State, and I have nothing. That's you have nothing. I had you have nothing. A zero zero series. I ha- I haven't. I wasn't able to decide. It, All right. Well, there's okay. a, someone's got a red beam on you. And they want you to pick the finals. Who are you picking? <laughs> oh, my God. I, oh, 
Give me, give me half a second because this is <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, honestly, I don't know. I really don't like it. You, I want to just obviously like the Warriors feel like just that team to go back to back. They like, but at the same time, this is Giannis, and he's a free. <sighs> let me give you, Keen. Let me give you my Giannis Finals MVP stats that I'm predicting. Okay, mm-hmm. 34, 13, six assists, two steals. Two and a half blocks. I can't tell you why. The blocks is the only one that has a point five, and everything else is a whole number. But two and a half blocks. If if the Warriors are gonna win it again, Steph has to do what he did last year. That's what he would have to do. He has, and this would be almost arguably a tougher assignment. Be about the same because you have Giannis in the middle, but you have also Drew Holiday checking you. I'll do it. I'll, Warriors in seven, but I'm not confident. But, in it. I'm shocked. I, I, I don't know why you always. I picked the greatest. <laughs> I picked the greatest dynasty of our generation to win championships, and I've been right. No, the shock is sarcastic. I well, no, I know that's my point. I'm saying I don't know why you. It's not that shocking. I mean, they're a great team, and they've been the greatest dynasty of our generation. So I mean, yeah. I mean, basketball. We obviously know the football was the Patriots. We, that's not even a question. Sometimes I wonder, like, if the Warriors were, like, an A seed, I think you'd still pick them. No, because I had the Warriors losing to a few years ago when they didn't have Clay. I had them losing in, like, the well, first That doesn't round. count. Yeah, or they well, didn't no, have I'm, I'm saying, but you said as an A seed. No, I wouldn't have them. I, I know, but you, I mean, like, full squad. No, full I wouldn't squad. pick. I'm, if they were an A seed, I wouldn't pick them. No, but they're not an eight seed. They have like you make it seem as if you don't have them in seven losing to the the war um the Bucks. They're a really good team with a top ten player of all time on their roster with a lot of young talent who just got out of a finals. I don't know why that would be crazy for them to win it again. It wouldn't be. But I also think if the Clippers went seventy five and seven, you'd still pick the Warriors. No, I have them in a seven-game series, and I think and the Clippers easily could win that series. I don't have them. You have the Warriors as the one seed. I have the Warriors as the one seed. We both have them. We both have the Warriors going to the finals, playing the Clippers, and then we both have the Warriors in set. We both have it going a seven-game series. I'm going with the one team. You're going with the other, and you think that's just because I didn't have them going last year. I didn't have them in the finals last year. Pre, I was going to say pre, oh, so preseason. I had to, got, got, died, died, but I didn't have him preseason in the finals last year. I had him in the conference finals. And you thought I was crazy to have him in the conference finals last year. Yeah, I did. I had yeah. the Grizzlies. Go- I really did. Yeah, Actually, did. I think I had the Grizzlies and Warriors. I can't remember. I think yeah. during playoff time, I had the Grizzlies and Warriors. But I had the Grizzlies. No, I had them in the second round. I had the Grizzlies winning, of course, because yeah. they met in the second round. Yeah. yeah. No, but you thought I, I was the- crazy last year to have them. Because I said once Clay comes back, and this was before we even did predictions that the Warriors would get to at least the conference finals, and you thought I was crazy. And then I they, did. I and still, I, listen, they they got a little lucky with Ja going out, to say the least. Uh, they, I was gonna say that was every, the, the series, but I mean, also I had more confidence in Wiggins because I'd seen him play more than you, but you didn't think Wiggins could do what he did. I thought that Wiggins would do like what he did, but hey, we'd all we'd all seen Wiggins play. I mean, there was nothing special during that time 
he was without Clay at the Warriors, other than him being on the Warriors. No, he defen- the- defensively he was a better player, and that's what I was talking about. Because before defensively he wasn't what he was. He was a better defender, and he was a more, much more consistent shooter from three because he was put in a different position. But I, I was like, that's why I said that. And then it all because the year before Clay was there. He still average. He went shot thirty eight percent from three that year. Last year was thirty nine, but he was showing he was more consistent of a shooter being in that scenario, in that situation. So, I don't. I just haven't really been wrong. But you think I always I'm only gonna ever pick them? But I'm not only ever gonna <laughs> pick them. I mean, they. I picked them to make the finals like four years in a, for like five years in a row because they did because because I they mean, had because they had because they had a. They won 67, then they won 73, then they had Kevin Durant for three years, and then I didn't have them in the finals again until this year. So I don't know what I don't I don't I don't know why you think I just only would pick the Warriors. I have an objective basketball mind that just tells me that they're good. I don't know. I'm giving kind of a side eye look to that. Yeah, could, yeah, what do, have I been really you're semi, wrong? You're semi- you're semi-objective. What have I not? I just think that they're good. Like, what am I not objective on? It's like, I, I don't know. It's not like I picked the Heat to go to the finals this year. That's my favorite team. It's not like I picked them to go to the finals. I don't. I understand that they're lost. They're missing a piece. So if I wasn't objective, I'd be like, well, the Heat are going to do this, this, and this, and only like. It's debatable if the Heat are your favorite team or not. For you, it is. For me, it's not. <laughs> For you, it is. For me, it's not. Steph's my favorite player in the league. I like to watch my favorite player in the league. It's crazy. There's Who you watch more games of year to year, the Warriors or the Heat? I would say the same because the Warriors are on national TV more. Hmm. Okay. Okay. King, give me your five bold predictions. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you? I also watch a lot of the Hornets too because I love to watch Lamelo play, and I like to watch the Lakers play when they had Lonzo. I like to watch my favorite players play. I, just, I can't. Um, one of my one of my bold predictions this year is Jaw jumps over a player. He punches over somebody, like jumps over him, like LeBron, John, Lucas, Giannis over whatever New York Nick it was. Can I give you one that's similar to that? Since you said that, sure. Uh, not sure if you saw this the other night. Former Celtic great Javante Green jumped from beyond the dotted line. I did see that. That was oh that that threw me off because I thought he was just going to lay it in and then he just flew. <laughs> he just so kept I, going. So I have a player. Didn't pick a specific like you. You picked Ja. I have a player dunks from the foul line in game. Ooh. We what? did see Obi Toppin go through the legs preseason game. Uh, and again, we saw Javante Green damn near go to the foul line. That's that's about as far as I've seen someone jump in traffic in game. LeBron's nearly gone from the foul line in his Cavs days, but Javante Green in traffic the other night. Again, go look it up. No, that was crazy. That was crazy. It looked like a video game. Like it looked fake because he like like you said he flew to the rim, but it was like crazy fast. No, I really Ow. thought I thought it was like on 2K when you have that guy that's a little bit too long and like you think he's just going to lay it up but then he dunks it quickly. It was like that but just actually like humanly <laughs> instead of glitchy video game. 
Give me a second bull prediction. We'll go. Uh, we'll go take order. I, I guess. I was gonna say, yeah, I got. I was say, I had two. I had two athletic ones, and this one was that Zion's gonna do a three sixty between the legs in game. I like that, and it's feasible. I could see him doing that. Yeah, I feel like they. I could see them being up like twenty five in the fourth quarter. He gets a he gets a break at home, just puts on a show, or in New York, be one of the two, and just puts on a show. We've used this one before. We've definitely said it about Steph. Maybe we've said it about Clay. I gave this one as well to any player, but I think someone might hit 15 threes in one game this year. Yeah, we've definitely done that before, but okay. I was say it, it's bound to happen at some point. It definitely could happen. Bound to happen. It's bound to happen with how many threes people shoot. It would obviously you'd put your money on Steph knowing that he has like 22 10 three games to the next person's five, but it only takes one game. So it could be about six or seven players in the league. All right, give me your next one. My next one is that Giannis has a 15-block game. That's bold, and I like it. A 15-block game? I was thinking 10, but that's not bold enough for me, so I said 15. I think Gian- I think Giannis could just one game absolutely patrol the paint, have a few chase downs, have a few just a few of everything because again it's Giannis. Well, we'll keep it Giannis centric. I have a Giannis one. Uh, you can probably guess what Quadruple it is. Quadruple double Giannis. I guess it every year, and I switch the player. I've probably used Giannis before, but yes, Giannis quadruple double. Quadruple double Giannis. Draymond Green's the closest we've had in recent years. All he needed was the points. I think he had like I think he had four points in that game, and then had it with steals, assist, and rebounds. And rebound. steals, yeah, steals, assist, rebounds. Yep. But uh, yeah, Giannis. What's your next one? Give me, give me number four. Which one do I want to go with? Yeah, I'll go with this one. LeBron, back to back fifties. Not bad. Not bad. I like that LeBron, one. I would like to, to I think that'd be dope. I think he could just get hot from three in a couple games, go for one, then have like 35 going into like the fourth, and then just be like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> Especially with him trying to get the scoring. I mean, not trying, but he's going to get the scoring record this year. I could see that happening at some point. This one's not really bold, but it should be because, you know, you should be wanting to, uh, you know, advance as a player. You should be wanting to grow as a player. I have Ben Simmons three or under three three-point attempts this year. So no more than three three-point attempts from Ben Simmons this year. And that shouldn't be bold. I mean, it's not. It's really not a bold prediction. But I think for a normal player, like let's say Fultz, who had his troubles shooting at all, it would be bolder. It'd be bolder to say that about Markel Fultz, right? Yeah, because I mean, he he gonna, took him. He's actually gonna try. We've seen with Ben Simmons; he literally doesn't even want to try. No. So, I have him literally not shooting a three corner unless he absolutely has to heave it up at the end of the quarter, kind of thing. So, we will not see. I'll take it a step further, then, Keaton. We won't see a traditional three point shot from Ben Simmons this year. How about that? That's a little bolder, I guess. I, I like we it. Will, we will only see heaves, and again, I don't even feel like that's bold. Uh, Keen, give me your last one because I'm disappointed by that prediction of my own. 
Clay Thompson's going to make 10 threes in a game or more without missing one. Going to probably, I'm going to say 12 threes in a game without missing. I like it. So say I he like did it. have that. As if it was someone, it may be Clay. He did have that quarter when he went nine of nine from three and dropped thirty-seven, which is ridiculous. But no, twelve for twelve in an entire game from three, just on fire to that we've pretty much never seen before because it's Clay. All right, my last one. I sem- somewhat alluded to it. Uh, I think Westbrook. Could be a Laker all season. I'm not going to say will be. Ooh. Could be a Laker all season. Ooh, okay. Okay. So now I have a couple questions for you. Sure. Does Draymond, a, does Draymond get traded during the season? No. Okay. I was like, I can do some of these rapid fire unless you have some questions. No, go ahead. As you ask me your, and then a, I'll... Um, I had a few over-unders, so I was just going to kind of rapidly go through them. We got rid of all the team ones kind of while we went through it, so I'm just going to get some player ones. Um, Then Kawhi and AD over-under playing 62 and a half games. Combined? No, each of them. them. Sorry, each of them. Kawhi plays 63 plus, AD plays 63 plus. In fa- uh, Kawhi hasn't done it since 2016. Anthony Davis hasn't done it since 2017. I'll go AD over. And I'll push with Kawhi. You think he'll be right at... Okay. I have, I guess not a push if you're going 62 and a half. I'll say at 62, so right under. Yep. Um, I've got Kawhi at 65. I've got AD at around 67. So I think they both will get there, miss about 13 to 15 games respectively. Actually, I'll go a little more under on Kawhi. I'm going to say 60 games. All right. Um, 22 games missed. So this for Giannis, um, you did have him as your MVP, so I'm assuming I know where this one may go. But... Eight and a half over under on forty point ten rebounds games. Last year he had ten. Which Ooh, I thought was crazy that he had one. ten last year. That's a really good one. Yeah, ten's a lot. Yeah, uh, five's five's a lot. Yeah, no, I looked through it, I was looking, I was like, wait, how many how many has he did he have? And I looked last year he had ten forty and ten games last year. So That's Shaq level stuff right there. That's just regular season? Just regular season. He's had 29 games with 40 um, with 40 plus. And last year, yeah. It was, hold so on. Over one, eight and a half. Three. I'm going to say over. After you describe that, though, that seems incredibly tough to do. But I also said Giannis Sorry, is It was gonna... nine last year, my bad. There was nine, I'm looking at it now again. He had one game. He had 47 points and nine rebounds. Sorry, he had nine last year. I'm still going to say under. I feel like I should say over because I feel like he's going to go up a level. Mm-hmm. But 40, 40 and 10 is an insane game. But weirdly, you know what? That's weirdly easier for Giannis. So, you know what? I'm going to go over eight and a half. I'll I, go over I think half. he goes and say, I think he can get 10. So, I think, yeah, I think I'm going over. I'm going to go over on that one as well. Um, That's a good one. Uh, yes. So, this one's kind of a weird one. By the All Star break. Oh, I said over under three or over under three and a half teams tanking for Victor. By the All Star break. By the All Star break. Over. Over. Okay. 
I wasn't sure if you think that people by that all-star break are still feeling a little confident in themselves. Obviously, you kind of have a playoff picture by there, unless you have some teams that get hot. So I went over it by all-star break. Yeah, I think teams will be tanking by the new year. Hmm. Interesting. I I think I would slide the over just because I would go with four. but And I thought about it, it would be the Spurs. I had them written down here real quick. It would be the. I think it'd probably be the Spurs. You would have. You would definitely have Charlotte. For me, it'd be Charlotte. Depending, it'd definitely be the Jazz, and then dependent on the Pacers on how their season goes, because they could go one of two ways. Just an update: I'm winning by one point in my fantasy matchup right now. Yeah, um, my fantasy is by one point. I'll say my fantasy matchups right now are actually going as well as they possibly could be. Um, I am up by 20 in one of them, but he has Herbert and he has uh, Cortland Sutton. So that I was nervous about that one. And then I'm only up by 0.66. I have Melvin Gordon and Jerry Judy. He, the other guy has no one. So I'm up. But if Melvin Gordon goes backwards or fumbles or something, which could easily happen, I could lose. But I'm 5-0 in that one, so I want to be able to keep the bragging rights. He's putting up .80, and Herbert's only got 7.48 right now. Yeah, and Herbert can stay doing nothing. That's what I need. Yeah. All, all Melvin Gordon needs to do is score a goal nine touchdown. All I, Melvin, I was going to say, for you, you because you need him too, all I need Melvin Gordon to do is be a human being. Also, I'm playing Mike Williams and Justin Herbert in another league, and I'm up by 13, but the scoring for this one's a little bit different. So I'm projected to win as of right now. I legi- legitimately just need Herbert and Mike Williams and Cortland. I need this game to stay 13-13, or if it is 20-13, it'd be a Melvin Gordon touchdown. I can deal with that. That's about yeah. that. Herbert's throw a pick is what we both need. Yeah, Herbert can throw a pick, and then just Mike Williams can just not do anything for the rest of the game, and it'd be lovely. There, you got a fantasy update on this podcast too. Look at that. Of so. course, we're gonna. Speaking of fantasy updates and football updates, we're going to be giving a football pod at some point during this week too. Obviously, as we do every single week, we have a lot to talk about with what happened in the NFL this, this Sunday and what's happening tonight. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, what else you got for over under scheme? Over under LeBron nine and a half assists. That's a good one. I'll go. I'll go under. Go under. Eight assists. See, I had. I actually have the over because I think there he's going to have ten assists a game this year. So, Keenan, I just have quick questions. They're rapid fire. Give me to them as quickly as possible because. We're uh, we're going pretty long here. So uh, give me a team, not named the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> that you are most excited to watch this season. So give me a the Cavs. maybe a non team. Who? The Cavs. Cavs, that's a good one. Definitely. Uh, uh, it would be the Cavs. And if you want, I'll do a team from the West. It would probably be either the Pelicans or the Clippers. I wasn't going to say the Warriors anyways. No, I know. I was kind yeah, of. I know what to say. I was, but yeah. like for me, like obviously, like sure, it'd be the Celtics. But I would agree with you in the West. My team in general for this that I'm really looking forward to seeing would be the Magic, just because of they have a gigantic roster. 
Like they have an absolutely gigantic roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a fun roster, like we said earlier, full of young talent. Uh, but I would say in the West too, if we want to do that, same as you, uh, Pelicans. But really, the Clippers. I cannot wait to see what this Clippers team looks like. And Keenan, to some degree, honestly, the Brooklyn Nets. Oh no, the Brooklyn uh, Nets are um, they're the Brooklyn Nets are much must see TV. So, yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, if you get a Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and if you get, like, what Ben Simmons you possibly could get, yeah, no, that's must-see TV every night. And, again, the, the possibility of them having a full team brawl is there. So that's another reason why I'm going to be watching. 100%. Give me one player you are most excited to watch. Trying to think of a new player that's not Lamelo because I'm really excited to see him in his third year. Um, obviously Zion because I mean we're expected. To, I'm happy to see the Pelicans, so I want to see how Zion progresses. I'm excited really to see Dame back because yeah, we haven't seen Dame in a while, so I'm really excited to for him to put people back on notice that like no, I am that guy, and. I am interested to see how the I'm gonna say two players how the Trey Young and Dejounte Murray tandem works. All right, got six players out of that. Yeah, sorry, so, I was, I, I, there's so many players in the NBA. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll I'll do a little hedge here too. Zion, it's got to be one, but really, and it goes with my first answer, Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Kawhi is definitely the player I'm most interested to see because it seems like this has been his last six, seven seasons where he's in and he's out. You know what I mean? He's an ending injury, comes back, he's phenomenal. Like, that's literally been ever since Zaza slipped under him. That's been his career, really. Yeah. Uh, So, you just never know. He's like like basketball Bigfoot in a way, Kawhi's, so... You just never know what the hell he's getting. First coach fired. First coach fired. I don't I don't know. This one's hard because it's like I don't really see a coach being fired. You don't see anyone getting fired midseason? I don't because like I don't think anyone in the Atlantic, the Celtics, Nets, Knicks, 76, like the only one would be possibly if the Knicks are bad. But That's I, who my is. Yeah, I would say it'd be, I guess if I had to give one, it would be them because all the bad teams already, or all the teams that we don't think are going to make the playoffs aren't. Like I don't think they're going to fire their coaches because a lot of them got new coaches or they're in their second year. And then a lot of the good teams are just going to be good. And then the middle of the pack, like the flip teams, kind of like the uh, Bulls, they have like the Lonzo excuse of they don't have a full roster and Billy Donovan's done well there so far. So I I, I guess it would be Tibbs, but otherwise you, I don't know. You can, even pick one. you can even pick one. If you don't think anyone's going to be fired during the year, after the year, who do you think gets fired? Yeah, I'm, looking, I'm looking at that too. It would... Uh, I, I yeah, it'd have to be tips. That's the one I'd have to have because other situations don't really make sense to me. All right, give me a matchup you cannot wait to see. It could be a player, it could be a team. Um, Warriors Grizzlies because I'm hoping that becomes a rivalry. 
It seems to be heading that way. So I'm hope I'm I'm just hoping that we get like a legitimate like I don't like you NBA rivalry. I also have them meeting in the playoffs, which I'm very excited about too. Like if that actually comes to, but I'm really excited about that one. And then the other one probably would be the Battle of LA. Would be the two mm. matchups that I'd like to see. Because I just think that's a bunch of star power on the floor. Pat Bev makes everything interesting. So, yeah. Did not see Pat Bev being a factor in that one. <laughs> he just he just instigates. So I feel like he could just get under someone's skin. I feel like, like him and John Wall could just start jawing, and then I would just add to just add to it a little bit, put a little sprinkle on it. Uh, mine's the same as last year after the trade deadline, and that's Philly, Brooklyn, specifically in Philly. Uh, ben Simmons oh, return. Oh, oh, yes. No, that that's there too. I completely forgot that Ben Simmons has to return to Philly. I can't wait. <laughs> that's going to be fun. And I would probably also have Warriors Grizzlies up there too, along with Warriors Clippers, but definitely Warriors Grizzlies. Would be number two. Yeah. Warriors, Cl- Warriors Clippers is because of the basketball reasons. Warriors Grizzlies. Hey, Herbert just what? Herbert just threw a pick. Yeah, Herbert just threw a pick, but then also the Broncos guy fumbled, so they almost didn't get the ball back. <laughs> I don't care about that. As long as you got the pick. Yeah, no, the pick's all that matters. Thank God, Herbert. You can keep being garbage. Uh, all right, and then give me. Here's a random one for you. Yep. Give me a player you would like to see traded. So a player just on a new team. Could be anybody. A player that I would like to see traded. You don't even have to think this player is going to be traded. You would just personally like to see this player in a new situation, possibly. Da-da-da. Yep. Um, I wasn't prepared for this at all, so just give me half a second to look at every team. Um, I'm going to give you two. One would be Dame. I just think that... I want to have him in a situation to where he's really, really in a situation to win. So if you were to if you were to trade Dame to the Nuggets and trade like Jamal Murray and something else. I like Jamal Murray a lot, but obviously Dame's an upgrade. That was just off the off the top of my head thinking of that. That would be one. Do you have one while I'm thinking of another one? The first one that came to my head, and this is boring, is also Dame. Oh, okay. And where, what situation would you have him in? Not a specific team, but same as you. Just a more a contender role. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's got a second star next to him. Uh, Denver, that's a cool idea. If it was him and Jokic, that would be yeah. un- scary. Because I would even as and say if you had... If you could get like Dame and... Like, if you filled in a role player, you got rid of, like, a Jamal Murray-centric package. Because you'd still have keep Bones Harland, so you could have Holland, because you could have him off the bench. You might be able to keep Michael Porter, maybe not, depending. But, like, if you were able to make a trade around that, get a Jokic-Dame thing, I think that would be amazing. Be the modern-day, like, Kobe and Shaq. Not obviously, but, like, you know what I mean. Just, like, how the games played today but i guess i mean, I mean it wouldn't be the same it'd be you'd be Giannis and someone for the modern day kobe and Shaq. but yeah it'd have to be like Giannis and like dame actually lebron <laughs> <laughs> or Giannis and steph honestly Giannis, like that's- oh yeah that oh yeah that would be the <laughs> speaking of getting steph traded to the bucks 
or Giannis on the Warriors. If you traded like Draymond, if you got rid of like Draymond, even Jordan Poole and somebody else and had Giannis, Steph, and then had Wiggins or something like that on that team. That Actually, you know who I'd like to see in a different team? Who? Just to see what how he would do, and it could be any team. That'd be Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him on a, just any different. I wouldn't mind him on a different team. Because, I mean, he was a number one pick. He's someone with vague superstar potential. You know what I mean? Like, he's got special talent, and there's somewhere the way he can spot up. All the things he can do on offense, he can put the ball on the floor a little bit. He's decently athletic. Uh there's a defensive player in there somewhere. You know what team sh- I'd like him on? I'd like him on Miami. I feel like Spo would be able to get a lot out of him. And I feel... You trade, would you trade Bam for, for Towns? <sighs> I want to say no, but Bam has a limited ceiling offensively and Carl Anthony Towns doesn't. And if you could get 80% of the defensive player out of Bam in Carl Anthony Towns and you would be upgrading. I I would, but I wouldn't like it because <laughs> I really like Bam, but I would because I think a Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler team is a little bit better than a Jimmy Butler Bam team. Interesting stuff. Uh, Keenan, any final NBA thoughts before, uh, before the season tomorrow? Uh, no. No, I don't have any I don't have any other thoughts. Yeah, I have nothing else. Uh Keenan, I will be talking NFL with you in a few more days. Yes. Uh I will try not to lose my stuff over the Patriots. But uh I like where this Patriots they're, team's going. They're looking that's, good. that's for that's for another few days from here. And uh yeah, I really like what I'm seeing from them. My favorite moment of the weekend was Belichick looking with pure disdain at the special teams player <laughs> tried that, the ball. Gave, that tried to hand him the ball, and Belichick gave him the "What the fuck are you doing?" look. And no, he, like, the ball right. like, he gave the not the look of like "I'm above you." Why are you talking to me? He just gave the look of "I have I have no <laughs> interest in being near you." Like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> like why are you next like, to me? I am. I'm trying to coach a game. I don't care how much. And we're my winning favorite by. part about that, my favorite part about that too, was the assistant coach immediately trying to intervene. Him even doing that to Belichick, like, <laughs> like as if touching Belichick during the game is like, <laughs> like you knew the repercussions. He's like, absolutely not. Please don't do that. It's like trying to talk to like the head of a mob family. Like, no, 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 you got to ask to speak to him. You can't speak to him. That's all I could think you're, of. You're not allowed to actually have conversation with your coach. But uh, listen, I'm going to finish the rest of this Chargers. Broncos game, Keenan, great doing this NBA prediction show with you. Felt, felt a little more disjointed than usual, but I think we got it right. I think, I think people can see where our head's at. We agreed on a lot. We disagreed on some, which we normally do, but we, we agreed on a lot. We didn't really. Normally, we have like very strong disagreements. The only, the one, the main one we had was the Mavs, but even then, we weren't really like fully disagreeing. It's just I feel like they can be a little better than you do. But otherwise, it was like, eh. yeah, <laughs> just a four game difference. But yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't. There wasn't much otherwise. But yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited. I love this. I think, I think this is gonna be great. I'm excited. Absolutely. Can't wait for the season. Literally no clue. Look, I picked the Bucks. 
even pick the Warriors, but yeah, there's about six or seven other teams who are already there and could win it or are a trade away and could win it. So Boston could get back, Brooklyn if they manage to get around, Philly, Memphis could if they got hot, uh, the Clippers obviously if they put it together. Maybe if they make a little move, Luka goes on a magical run. Like, yeah, there's a bunch. Denver. I don't want to leave out Denver. They're great. Yeah, no, there's a lot of teams. Listen, we'll be back later in the week. Listen to us on Spotify. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts. We will be back very soon. Warner Brothers Podcast, Kyle and Keenan. We will see you. Keenan, have a good one. You too.